Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number seven of, seven of NASCAR Radio. Uh, I'm one of the hosts, Val, and my amazing co-host, Jason. Morning, Val. It's nice to be back after an off week. Yeah, um, I'm super excited. We've got a lot to get to today. We're going to talk about um, the uh, last two uh, races, the winners, and then we're going to talk about, we're going to start a new segment, um, spotlight some of the older sets and uh, stuff that's just, information is just not out there, and um, uh, or that it was out there and it's kind of been forgotten about. And then we're going to be talking about uh, the All-Star Race coming up. And so Charlotte is a buzz with um, the All-Star Race and the 600 next week. And then there's all kinds of drivers' appearances. And we'll talk about, um, if you're not here to Charlotte or not coming to Charlotte, how you can find out um, about the driver appearances when they're coming to your city uh, if you're by a track. So I'm super pumped uh, about the show. And uh, let's, I guess we jump right into it. Uh, two weeks ago, we were off uh, last week, had some issues. But um, uh, so the recap of Dover, um, we had Christopher Bell, and he won uh, the Xfinity race. Uh, that was Saturday, May 4th. Um, and we've, we've talked about Christopher Bell before, how um, he's won three races already uh, in the Xfinity. And... Um, and Joe Gibbs, man, they just he runs for Joe Gibbs in the Xfinity series, and they're just super strong right now. Yeah, I was actually trying to go back and look. Because um, he won Dover, he won Bristol, and he won Atlanta. So of the ten, we were races, talking about him and Tyler Reddick. Yes, I, I think. Um, you know, Christopher Bell running with Joe Gibbs. He, he, him and Tyler Reddick, I think they're going to be, uh, you know, like last year running for the championship, so we'll see. But um, Tyler Reddick has the higher finishes, but Bell's got those three wins. Uh, yeah, in this race, Tyler Reddick came in third. After we did that show, I did buy a Tyler Reddick rookie card. So, yeah, I, I don't think you can go wrong with him. Um, <clears throat> I've actually picked up a couple of things on uh, checking my cards, and um, that I thought were steel. So, um, I, I'm. I just when we talk about Tyler Reddick, I know you like you said you buy, I buy too. So we're not just pushing stuff that we don't believe in, and the price points are so low. I mean, I'm looking at some of. Uh, uh, the prospects uh, in baseball, the guy they called up for Atlanta, they, everybody's been going crazy over him. And uh, his yeah. cards aren't cheap. So. Not at all. And I saw a couple cards that were graded, but, I mean, you know, autographs and $200 for that Austin Riley. And then, you know, we talk all the time about pricing with the racing. The Tyler Reddick I bought was a 16 Torque Artist Proof out of 50. I paid a dollar forty-five. So, I mean, oh, you're man, talking a, 1% of, you know, some of these baseball players. Yeah, so it's a rookie and it's numbered to 50. Yep. Yeah, so Christopher Bell, I was kind of prepping for the show, and I did see some 101s go, um, some patches where um, 
their full large patches and they were in i guess it was in the 200 dollars range which i don't think is i mean it's expensive 200 dollars you're gonna be wrong but it's a 101 and um you know what would a 101 be for um trout or or actually trout would be the wrong person it'd be one of these younger rookies like the guy from atlanta akuna whatever um you know it would be a lot more than 200 bucks so um but for Joe Gibbs racing and, and everything, I don't think you can go wrong with him. So it's going to be really fun to watch this season with three wins for um, Christopher Bell and um, going up against Tyler Reddick again. And then the Dover winner for um, the Monster Energy Series was Martin Truex. Um, so Martin Truex uh, had won, I think it was two weeks ago. So... Um, Chokey's racing, man. They're on it. I was doing some numbers, and um, up to that point, that was 11 races, and Joe Gibbs Racing had won seven of the 11 races. That's how strong they are. So he's come on here with, uh, uh, he won in Richmond, and then Chase Elliott won in Talladega, and then Martin Jerks won in Dover. So they're not back-to-back, but uh, they're close. So I guess, you know, coming to a new team, um, we'd come from the other team, Denver Racing. Um, all cylinders are clicking for Martin Truex. And then his cards, um, I don't think they've really seen any movement. I'm, they're all low, I'm sure. A couple of bucks. Yeah, I, I know I bought one not too long ago, and I just I do the base. I don't do the autographs or anything like that. But I know it was dollar dollar twenty five range. It wasn't very much uh, for a rookie base. Um, but yeah, he had won, like you said, the Dover, and then two weeks before that in Richmond. So yeah, that's uh, I, I, check on because you have a guy who's who's won the championship. He's won two races this year. He's on a great team in Joe Gibbs Racing, and we're talking less than a couple of dollars for a rookie. Not not the current year. So, again, that's why I love NASCAR. Yeah, then, I mean, we got you got to think that's like, uh, you know, it's not Tom Brady status, but it's reminiscent of, you know, teams winning so many games and, you know, teams winning so many races. Uh, stuff seems to get a lot more popular and, you know, the more wins that accumulate throughout the season, I mean, obviously people get on hot streaks, so that definitely helps. Uh, I don't know if it's going to help Truex or not, but, you know, another championship won't hurt, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, racking up the wins. Um, I was just thinking, you know, it's not like there's a ton of this product out there. There's stuff on checking my cards, and I think that's probably one of the best ways to buy because, you know, if you bought on eBay or something, you're buying onesies, twosies, and the shipping will eat you up. But uh, I guess it's just a matter of time before somebody maybe listens to the show and, you know, just takes $100, $200 and then just buys up all these rookies and, you know, doubles the price, and which will still be a, uh, a cheap thing. But uh, checking my cards, you can get, you know, the, the cards and, and not kill you on shipping. And it's not like there's a ton of it out there. I think – you know, this press pass stuff, they had smaller print runs. They, didn't, they don't have the print runs of Tops and, and Panini. So, yeah, uh, a lot of whack. So, 
like I said, if you're listening to the show, you're you're pre uh, you know pre boom, I guess, because I mean I'm I think NASCAR is going to increase uh, with Haley Deegan and, and some of the other stuff that's going on, the shakeups that NASCAR is working on. Uh, you know, we've seen the boom in baseball cards and football, uh, basketball and hockey, even um, the boom in wrestling. Um, so I think, you know, in that Pokemon, I thought NASCAR might get in there, but wrestling uh, hit the boom, and then I thought, well, maybe we, NASCAR would have the boom after NASCAR uh, after wrestling, and um, it was Pokemon stuff. So uh, I, I still think it's good stuff, and like I said, low print run, so. Um, we kind of got off topic a little bit. We, so last week was Kansas, and um, there was no Xfinity tr- race, but there was a truck race, the Gander Outdoors Truck Series, and Ross Chastain won that um, race. He was uh, first, uh, looking at Ben Rhodes second, and Todd Gillen third. Um, and then with with Ross Chastain, uh, he's been driving. I was looking at his uh, stats. He's been running in Monster since 2017 and uh, Xfinity since 2014 and then trucks since 2011. So he's not like, uh, you know, an 18-year-old or whatever. He's 26 now. But he did get his um, – He did get the win in the truck, and he, he seems like the truck series is he's doing really well. He's had of the seven races, the seven of the eight races he ran, he's been in the top ten seven seven times. So every race he's been in the top ten. He's won one, been in three top five. So it seems like he's found his place in the truck series. Uh, he did win one race in 2018 in Xfinity. Um, so he's definitely getting his racing legs under him. So, um, and because I mentioned all that stuff in his history, is his first cards were in 2012 Press Pass Fanfare, and um, I really like that 2012 Fanfare. You know, I talk about the 2016 Certified, the 2012 Fanfare right. that's got Ryan Blaney, um, Bubba Wallace. Uh, and Ross Chastain. So he's got some base car. He has a base card in there, and then he's got some autographs. And then his next, you know, he's not included in another set until 2017 Dunross. So, and like we were talking about, stuff being scarce, you don't see a lot of his 2012 stuff around. No, and actually, I just pulled it up on Check Out My Cards to see what they had, and there's the only thing for 2012 is the autograph. There's no no base or anything available. Yeah, I don't think I've gotten any of his fanfare cards autographed. <laughs> so he um, he's one of the ones that I really haven't hasn't popped on my radar radar until now. So I'll take a little harder look. Um, so he's somebody to kind of take a look at. Um, like I said, the truck seems to him very well. He's doing very well this year in trucks. So, let's see. Do I have um, who he's running for? He's running for Al Nice and True North and Paul Junior Designs. This is truck sponsor. 
And then uh, the other, um, then there was no Xfinity race, and um, in the Monster at Kansas, we had Brad Keselowski win. And so this is Brad's third win of 2019. So he's, I, feel like, uh, I feel like he gets overlooked a lot. Yeah, I, you know, Penske, I, I was breaking down the, the 12 races this year. Um, seven for Joe Gibbs Racing, four for Penske, with Brad having three, Joey Logano having one, and then Hendrick with one with Chase Elliott's win. So that's the 12 races there. With So Jack, um, Joe Gibbs, uh, Dane Hamlin, two, Kyle Busch, three, Martin Truex, two, yeah. So Kozlowski's got three wins and Kyle Busch has got three wins, but I think to your right. point, Kyle Busch has all the notoriety um, and Kyle Busch is, not Kyle Busch, um, Brad Kozlowski is more of that underdog, um, I guess. Well, and I'm even looking at the standings, and like you said, they both have three wins, very close in top fives. There's a gap in the top ten finishes because Bush has 11, Kozlowski has six. But Kozlowski has actually led the most laps of anybody uh, this season, and he's got it by a pretty decent margin of, like, 84 laps. Um, only two stage wins, but, I mean, I guess kind of looking at, you know, the laps led kind of seems like he should be in contention a lot, and that would give him the three wins. But um, I'm wondering if the top tens, because he has a lower number, if he's almost like a not an all-or-nothing kind of guy, but, you know, it seems like he wins or he's out of the top ten to a degree. Yeah, it's an all-or-nothing type thing, right? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, he's yeah, with uh, good. ranked projected playoff ranking is third right now, so definitely up there, but it, it seems like he got more notoriety a couple of years ago, uh, and I don't know exactly when, but maybe it was he was a newer driver, and now the the newness is, has worn off a little bit, maybe. I mean, this is an outsider opinion, of course, but... Yeah, with, um, with Brad, he started in 2008, and he won the championship in 2012. So he was kind of not very far into his career, and he won the championship. Um since then, you know, I'm looking at his rankings. He was in 14 in 2013, and then uh, 5th, 7th, 12th, 4th in 2017, 8th in 2018, and uh, right now he's shown as 5th. So uh, he's got 30 wins, and that ties him with Kyle Busch's brother, uh, I mean, Kurt Busch, um, at 30. Um, you know, two more wins, and he's looking at tying Dale Jarrett, Hall of Famer, Fireball Roberts, 33, Denny Hamlin, 33, Bobby Isaac, 37. <clears throat> so he is um, getting into that list of elite uh, and Hall of Fame drivers, which uh, I, I said before that I think he'll be a Hall of Famer with you know, winning a championship. So, um, you know, three this year, so you know, Penske's got it dialed in, and Joe Gibbs Racing has definitely got it dialed in. Um, you know, 
Stuart Hawks Racing is nowhere to be seen so far. So I definitely like Brad. Uh, he's got that, you know, bad boy, same thing with Kyle Busch. And I think, you know, his cards aren't too bad. Um, Brad Kozlowski, so he's got 2008, I know, signings. And what, 30 bucks or whatever, maybe less? Yeah, that seems about right in that neighborhood. I'm, I know it's been a while since I looked at that. And that's autograph. That's not just base. Um, right. So I need to probably pick up a Brad Keselowski rookie numbered, not a non-auto. I did pick up a, a Kyle Busch numbered rookie. And... Um, So, you know, like I said, you can't go wrong with Brad Keselowski either. So it definitely is going to be interesting when we get down uh, later in the in the year and see who is in the playoffs and who's making a run. If Joe Gibbs racing in, uh, Roger Penske racing, if they're still as dominant as they are now. We can jump into um, – you got anything else on that one, or we'll jump into our new – New series here. Yep. We can go go ahead, go right along there. So, yeah, so I wanted to start talking about the older, have a segment on the older sets. Um, and with NASCAR, you know, NASCAR was created in 1948, and um, so it's relatively new, I think it was 70 years or something like that. And like baseball and football in the early years, you know, stuff were giveaways and some, you know, early tobacco type stuff that was, you know. Um, so I was saying NASCAR kind of follows the same and people not knowing what's going on. So in 1970, Fleer created a series called Drag Strips. They also created another one called Stick Shifts. Uh, that was more of a second offering. And it was really a way for them, for Fleer to um, sell stickers. Uh, And then included with the stickers was this one black and white backer card. And they kind of used it to seal the wax pack. So you had stickers and then this black and white card, and then they could seal the the wax pack. Um, They're not numbered. There's only 10 cards. There's no captions or anything. And... um, there's two NASCAR drivers that appear in this 10-card set with, um, and we've kind of talked about it before, Daryl Derringer and um, Dan Gurney. And, you know, I was looking at some of the old articles. Uh, one of my sources is the Racing Collectibles Price Guide back from March of 1994. <clears throat> uh, Jeff Stunkard. Um, he's big into drag racing and stuff, but he was a uh, an author for Racing Collectibles Price Guide. You can find him actually on Facebook too. He still um, does some stuff with drag racing, but he wrote this article, and um, and he talks about how the the pictures were taken between, uh, or I mean the cards were released between 1969 and 1971 sometime, and I believe the pictures taken for the two cars were in 19. 19- 66, um, and some of the notes are that the Daryl Danger that was uh, owned by Bud Moore, um, 
and the Dar- Dan Gurney was uh, Wood Brothers' car. Uh, and so that was what, Riverside, California in 1966, I think the photo was taken. And um, I don't know if he says 1966 for the Derringer uh, Southern 500 that year. Um, what's interesting is I'm pretty sure STP had something to do with this. And we'll talk about 19, the 1972 STPs next week. But, uh, but Andy Granatelli, um, if you're not familiar with him, he uh, was a show, prom- uh, show promoter, a race promoter up in sh- Chicago, that area. And so he was big into racing. Actually tried to uh, race in the Indy 500, and he was CP was sponsored for uh, Mario and Betty in 1968, his win. And I, I say all that because um, Andy Granatelli is a, has his own card in one of, in this set, and he's also appears um, in a few of the shots with uh, some of the Indy cars. So you have Indy cars, you have um, some other type of cars, and then you have some stock cars. So I guess where I'm going is that even Flair didn't know about racing and, and the different series, so they kind of threw this together. Uh, it, they're pretty interesting. Uh, they're hard to find centered. They're on that, like I said, drab white, black and white. So the backs are have uh, wax on them. They were available... In wax boxes, 24 packs a box, five cents. I think there's two different types of wrappers. I've never opened any. I've seen some packs um, on eBay. Uh, one of the backs what says the, what, "Collect All 72 Stickers." What the pack usually go for? Like just a single pack. Now I've seen them go. I think somebody won like a hundred or something dollars. You know, it's only got the one card in it, and then the stickers in it. So. It's probably more cost um, if you're looking for the cards just to buy the cards outright as opposed to wax packs. Something like that, though, I could imagine um, the person probably just keeping it sealed or maybe trying to get the pack graded. Yeah, that would be um, an option. Um, And I think... The cards, I looked on eBay before we, we came on, you know, they're in the $7, $10, $15 range. Um, but really what's hard to find are the stickers. I think, you know, the, the article basically said, um, you know, when, as soon as the pack was open, those stickers were, were being stuck on, on stuff. And they're all different types. They're really cool. I, they collect all 72 stickers. So um, some of them are half stickers. So the cards measure two and a half by four and a half inches, so it's not your normal. It's a, it's like a tall boy on its side of a, a card. And I've sent some off to PSA, and you know, usually you're looking at um, excellent to was a five, six, seven grade. Uh, hard to find them in really good shape because um, you probably have to open packs. Uh, those corners probably dink pretty easy because it's an oddball size back then, and there weren't a lot of protection for cards. So you have the two different, like I said, um, wrappers, and it says, you know, drag strips from, it's like yellow at the top and going down to red or showing flames, official automotive stickers. Um, it's got STP sticker on both of the packs. It shows it as well as Goodyear and 76 Union Gas. 
Um, like I said, I really didn't open any packs, but I've been chasing some of the cards online and, you know, on eBay, auctions will come up. And I did get one auction where I had gotten some of the stickers. Um, so that was pretty cool. But I think the cars were more of an afterthought or weren't really marketed for the cars that were marketed for the stickers. So, um, again, there's just two NASCAR cars in it. But um, if you're an indie guy, there's uh, Parnelli Jones. Joe Leonard's got two cards. Um, Andy Granatelli. I tried. I had gone to um, get off subject real quick. But with the Indy 500 coming up on Memorial Day, there's a show at um, Indy. And it was the longest-running show behind the National. It was started the year after the National, and I had gone out there um, to check out the show and look for NASCAR collectibles. And um, I knew Andy Granatelli um, went to those shows. But uh, the year I went, they had created another show at the Indy um, uh racetrack as opposed to the fairgrounds and he went one place and I went the other place and I never did get to meet up with him and get him to sign uh, some cards and stuff so but uh, Joe Leonard was at that show and I did have him sign two of his um, drag strip cards so alright so I have a couple questions for you yeah so the first one I think is probably the one that most people are going to have. The article that I'm reading, you know, the one that you referenced from 94, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. It says they were done between, done by Fleer sometime between 1969 and 1971. So I guess there's a couple questions that could come out of that. Why is there not an exact year? And I guess is there is there no copyright? Is there no uh, anything like that on the card? And then if they're between sixty nine and seventy one, did the promo or the selling of the packs go all three years? Or wh- where's the confusion come that there's not a, a clear, definite answer? So there is no. There's nothing on the card other than a black and white picture. There's nothing on the back except wax. <laughs> and that's where I started to learn how to use a little trick is to take wax off a card is use like pantyhose or something or whatever. Um, and you will find either the wax on the front or the wax on the back. But there are no markings on it other than um, I don't even think the Don Garlis drag racing car has any. And some people have said that that Don Garlis did not come out of this drag strip. So they created the drag strips, and I guess it's sold okay. Maybe the drag strips was a test issue, and then they did another series called Stick Shifts, and that actually has a caption under the black and white. And it just says, um, there's one picture there that says, um, courtesy of Racing Graphics Magazine. Right. So some said there was... um, they were both. They were gray stock and white stock, and that the the ones on the gray stock are kind of dark or or not very eye appealing, and that maybe it was a test issue. But the article mentioned that no area in the country had more or less than others. So 
and maybe it was a very scarce run. And then they also went up on the price. So the drag strips are five cents, and then they said the stick chips are ten cents, but you didn't get any more stickers. Okay. Now were they? So yeah, I'm wondering if I missed. Were the two series released at the same time, or was it? You know, what was the time difference? Um, they they indicate that drag strips were first, and then it must have sold well, and then they did the stick shifts. So the, I guess the articles that's their range, from, I guess from sixty nine to seventy one. But that's one thing about NASCAR, and that's what we're doing in the show, is this stuff is so hard to find. You know, Beckett might just list the cards, and there's no numbers on the cards, and there's no you have no idea if you find one what it is unless you um, uh, yeah, just have kind of run across it. Uh, you know, it, it, they all kind of look the same, so if you see one, because you have no idea that it's a drag strips and it's 1970 or it's flare. It's just a picture of a card on a wider grid. Yeah, that's stock. kind of surprising that there's not a brand um, or anything. Even, <clears throat> you know, looking at the pack that says STP and Goodyear on the outside and it says FLIR has the logos for 76 right. Union. But then there, uh, it's shocking, but it's not on the cards at all. Um, even, you know, going back to the dating, like, I'm just under the assumption that somebody would have photo matched this stuff um, to maybe give them, maybe not, you know, an exact year, but maybe they could say, oh, it's late 70, early 71 based off of, you know, picture from this race or, you know, right, and that's whatever what, um, you want. And that's why in the, on that uh, second page, um, on page 57 of that 1994 March, article on the left hand side on the top it'll say it says that they did match the photo match saying that it was in 1966 for the daryl derringer and Dan yeah, yeah i i to you know now that you brought that up i don't know how it got past marketing how could you not put the flare flare logo on it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, at least the STP because, I mean, they're the main, they're the center logo. I'm not saying that they're the main uh, sponsor or brand on that, you know, definitely. But uh, to me, that's the one that pops out the most is the STP logo, uh, be, even before the Goodyear and the 76 Union, just the way that it's placed. Uh, but I guess, you know, uh, it's almost 50 it's more than 50 or almost 50 years ago so and i have a sneaky feeling like i said the article talks about andy granatelli he we'll talk about him again in the 1972 stp but um like i say he's huge in, in racing and and in automotive industry with stp so you know this could have been he's still alive no he passed away a couple of years ago um like i said i was well, trying I was to say that that would be your goal was to get him on the phone if he was still alive. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about it in the 1970 STP, but I did mail him a letter um, and, and get a hold of him and try to talk to him about the, the 72 STPs. And like I said, I went to Indy and I see him and he motioned to you know to go one way 
and try to catch up with him and, and couldn't. And then I was like, well, I'll meet him at the, at the show. And then he went to the one show and I went to the other show and, um, never got to see him. But, um, yeah, I read his book. He's uh, has a book called, uh, Mr. 500, uh, talks about his early childhood and racing and how they had gotten, um, like these jet packs, rockets, and put them on cars uh, in the middle of the night in Chicago. Uh, in his, um, uh, they had uh, him and his brothers had a, a a shop to to enhance cars. Let's just say, um, enhance is a good word. <laughs> yeah, right. he ran in the race shop. Uh, again, I'm pulling this all out of my all out of my old uh, mileage here. So he was a, quite a character. Uh, and definitely loved racing. So none of this kind of surprised me. But like I said, he has his own card. It's like a portrait of him, and um, as well as he's on some other cars next to, um, uh, I think it was Joe Leonard and Pernelli Jones. So. I mean, the scary so part... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, um, you know, that that's... Kind of that it's a hodgepodge of different racing, and you know that's kind of where the first two NASCAR cards show up. And like I was going to say, the scary part about this, and you know, I say scary with you know knowing that we're talking about trading cards, but the scary part about it is with him no longer being alive, he very well could have taken all the information with him, and this could be one of those things that never fully gets figured out. I mean, it's already, like we said, it's already been 50 years and they haven't figured it out, so it's kind of hard to imagine with the access uh, that we have to information right now. If they haven't figured it out yet, I can't imagine they're going to. Yeah, I don't think so. I'll have to look at some of the other issues of the um, recent collectibles price guide, but I had gone through the issues and, photo and um, scanned certain pages and articles that I thought were um, important, but unless something else popped up between 94 and now, you know, with Fleer going out of business and um, with the 1972 stuff that I asked him about, he didn't remember. He had such an amazing life. This was, you know, like an afterthought where we might, looking at cards, think, you know, it's quite interesting. But, you know, he was involved in the indie teams and winning Indianapolis 500s and stuff. Not, you know, this is more of an advertising um, right. for his books or whatever. Right. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, like I said, there's no markings really on them. And um, if you're on eBay, you just, you would go right by them and not even know. Um, and um, they're nice to get autographed, too, so. And speaking of autographs, we go into our uh, segment here. We were talking about um, with the All-Star Race coming up in Charlotte this week um, and then the Coke 600 the following week. Uh, there's a lot going on in Charlotte. There's a lot going on in racing. <clears throat> uh, the All-Star Race is quite interesting because it's not a points race. It's just all about the money and all about racing. First place gets a million dollars. Second place gets to go home empty-handed. So, um, you know, it, it is one of those races where... I was going to say, let me clarify from, you know, my rookie racing experience here. Is This seems almost like 
the equivalent of the home run derby in baseball. Yeah, I would. Yeah, that's where probably it's good. kind of the one winner, and that's it. Yeah, uh, and what's cool is they have a race before the All Star race, and I believe it's the top two get invited to join the official All Star race. If that makes sense, and um, and then they shake it up. There's different stages. Um, so it's you know it, it's um, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's a short race. It's actually one of the first races I ever went to. So if you're gonna watch a race, the All Star race is the one to watch because it's pretty long, and um, you know it's not like the 600 is the longest race of the year. Um, there's a lot of action because everybody wants to win. Nobody wants to come in a second. Um, but that being said, so that kind of kicks it off Saturday. There's stuff going on in Charlotte and. Um, I know it might be too late for some folks to attend some of these things, but I just kind of throwing it out there so people understand. <clears throat> if you ever come to the Coke 600, maybe come a couple of days early because there's stuff going on. Um, we have next Tuesday we have something called the Little 600 here in Charlotte. It's at the GoPro Motorplex. It's a race car, race car, race go karts. And I do like up to 60 miles an hour. It's really cool little um, setup they have there. But they actually invite. It's a charity. Um, NASCAR and the drivers do a lot of different charity uh, benefits and and outings. And so this one's not very expensive. I think you just pay ten dollars for your car to park. Um, and there's some other options where you can get a VIP and um, and some upgrades and different things like that. And they have a whole laundry list of uh, the different events. And then drivers will show up. Actually, this one here, I think it's a team of three and one driver. And it's a four-man team. And they'll take turns doing, I don't know if it's 50 laps or whatever it is. We'll see if it's 600. If it's 600 miles or 600 laps. It can't be 600 laps. Anyway, they break it up into four equal groups. And so they have three drivers and then one of the NASCAR drivers. So you can actually pay to be uh, and race in the race. And so it's all bragging rights. But what's cool is that a lot of the drivers will be there uh, and, you, you know, just come right up to them and talk to them or get autographs. Uh, usually all the young guns, young up-and-coming drivers will be there. Some of the older legends will be there as well. Um, I'm looking through the list here. So this is Tuesday, um, May 21st, 2019, from 5 to 9. And... Um, you can go out to the, the website as well. Uh, it's in Mooresville. Um, but yeah, Bobby Labonte will be there. There are will be there. Scott Speed, Lake Speed, uh, Mark Green, David Green, Phil Pearson. Phil Pearson, right. Phil Parsons. Um, and some of the only guys, Spencer Boyd, Ryan Truex, um, Michael McDowell, Chase Cabri, Chase Briscoe, Austin Cedric, Matt Tiff, John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, Zane Smith and and others, so it's a uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, they also have um, auctions there too. They do either some slot auctions. I want some tickets to um, the 600, and then so that's Tuesday. And like I said, if you can't make it this year, this is I think um, how many years? This is the sixth annual um, benefit. So 
uh, they'll be doing it again next year as well. And I think they might even do it in the fall too. So, uh, and then really Wednesday is cool. Wednesday is the NASCAR Hall of Fame voting um, announcement, and we'll select the next five NASCAR Hall of Fame members to be inducted in January. Uh, so that's going to be at the NASCAR Hall of Fame on May 22nd, uh, 2019 at 5 p.m. Uh, the voting panel will get together and um, decide that morning after or morning lunchtime, and they'll make that announcement at 5. And that's, uh, you can go to the NASCAR Hall of Fame if you have a member or, or get entry to it, and it'll be right there in the hall. You'll be um, right there as, it, as it's live. So that's really cool. Uh, also in Charlotte, Speed Week, or Speed Street, it's what it's called. And that's May 23rd to the 25th, and that's going to be in downtown. And this is going to have a bunch of drivers there, um, autographs. And some of the highlights that I looked at the list, and again, you should be able to just um, uh, search on that Speed Street Charlotte um, for this year. But Ernie Irvin's going to be there Thursday. And then uh, Ross Chastain, our winner from the truck race, he'll be there Friday, 4 to 5. And uh, Kyle Busch will be there, and Ryan Blaney. So that's some of these guys, um, big, big names that'll be there. And then uh, Joey Logano will be there Saturday from six or seven p.m. Uh, also going on this week are fan days. The teams have fan days, what they're called. So Junior Motorsports, they're having their fan day May twenty-fourth. No information has been released yet, but you can follow him on um, Facebook or Twitter. They should announce it. Roush is having their fan day May 23rd. And then um, a great place to find information like this is either follow your drivers uh, or Jayski. So Jayski got his website back from ESPN. ESPN um, they had some kind of partnership or whatever. But uh, Jayski is back in business. And if you go to Jayski, J-A-Y-S-K-I.com, and there's a new news and info tab. And at the bottom is driver appearances. If you'll select that, go out there and it'll show you what the latest uh, driver appearances are. And you can scroll down and see in the future as well as they find out. So if you're not in Charlotte uh, and you're at another track, when uh, it gets close to the race, you know, maybe a week out or something, just go out there and check it out and see um, if there's anything in your town because they'll come uh, to town and then they'll do um, signing events. I think um, Austin Dillon will be at Walmart here somewhere up in the uh, Mooresville, Canapolis area. So those are great resources just to show you how available uh, the drivers are and um, getting autographs and pictures, getting whatever it is you're uh, wanting to get signed. So. It's going to be a really busy time here in Charlotte, so I'm looking forward to that next week. It seems like a week for you to be a good week to take off, get a bunch of stuff uh, signed. And yeah, well, and... yeah, and you were saying that. I totally forgot about the Kyle, the Kyle Busch Motorsports. I already signed up for the fan day. Uh, I bought the fan membership, so that is next Friday morning. So, uh I told my boss I'm going to have to be a little bit late on Friday. I think I probably need to leave, get up there around 6 or 7 in the morning and get in line. And I'll take some pictures so you guys can see. 
Um, and actually, we talking about um, we were talking about stuff to buy. I think I bought a 17 card lot of Todd Gillen. So, um, you know, we were talking about trying to find stuff in bulk. Somebody had a 17 right. card lot, so I uh, picked it up. So Todd Gillen will be there. I got my Kyle Busch cards. I think they're two of the 2002 choice ones that we talked about. So I'm gonna get get those autographed and. Um, a couple of his drivers have cards, and a couple of them do not. They're very, like I say, yet very young. I'm still holding out hope that maybe he signs Haley Deegan next year in the truck ride. That would be awesome. So I have a question for you. I know you typically talk about getting cards signed, um, and I know a lot of people um, get, like, the die-cast cars and stuff like that signed. Do you stick to pretty much trading cards, or do you get other things signed as well, other types of items? I usually stick to the cards. Now, I did have a um, – Richard Petty had a movie poster. I think it's called The Story of 43, and I did bring that one time and had Richard Petty sign it and Dale Inman and Maurice Petty, I think. But usually I just stick to the cards because I can – I usually go by myself, um, <clears throat> so you almost need a team if you're doing the cars. Uh, it, you're in line, and you see folks with the, the cars, the diecast, and you know they have them in their the styrofoam boxes and, and the slide tube to, to help them. Um, I did see one time a guy had a piece of pegboard, and he had like ten cars zip tied to the pegboard, and he could walk around. Yeah, I had never seen that before. I thought that was really cool. Uh, and, you know, those cars are very expensive. Um, I think they're in like 60-something dollars to 100-something dollars. Um, so for me, I can fit – I have these little binders that carry 45 cards, so I can carry 45 cards um, pretty easily instead of having to deal with the die cast. I've seen people have gas cans. Those are really cool. I've seen folks have tires, sheet metal, lots of sheet metal. Yeah. And that's the other, that's the other thing too is when I go up to the race shops, you know, I got to look and see maybe get some sheet metal. So I've been trying to be really good and not stray from the cards. I'm sure my wife is, <clears throat> is very happy about that because, you know, if you can get into uniforms and pit boards, uh, the things that they hold when they come into the pits, uh, they wave to get the, the drivers. And it's really great. Cool is is on those night races? Those boards are lit up. They have the, they have lit pit boards, so it's really cool. Um, you know, if you can think about it, um, the diecasts and magazines and programs and hero cards, um, those different size eight by tens, five by sevens, whatever people get those autographs. So. Um, so it's a great sport, a lot of stuff to get autographed, and and um, they're very accessible. So I'll do as much reporting back as I can. Uh, follow me on at NASCAR Radio on Twitter, and uh, maybe do some Instagram as well. You know, a little um, off subject, sports wise, but you were talking about some of the items that people take. I used to always go around the area. Uh, the Pirates used to do a lot of signings at Giant Eagle 
in at Sandcastle, which is like a uh, a theme park or whatever up here. Um, and there used to always be a guy that would bring this bat, and the bat was taller than me, and I'm six six. Uh, but he would always carry it around on a. Uh, it's one of those wheeled carts for your golf bag, like somebody that <laughs> walks but they don't want to carry their bag kind of thing. He would always wheel it around on there, and I swear that he must have had several hundred signatures because that bat was just full, uh, but it was so big. It was always cool to see, you know, the player's reaction to when they see something unique like that, and I'm sure it's the same way with some of the some of the drivers that, you know, some of these autograph seekers get pretty creative in what they bring and how they bring it, just like you were saying with the diecast cars. So it's always interesting to see what the athletes think of some of the fans and what they do <laughs> yeah it's um when you're think when you were saying that i was thinking of i had seen an article where the guy had the s from the spectrum center was that in philadelphia when they tore it down he was getting everybody to sign sounds like it might be yeah yeah that played at the spectrum center and then i've seen some other stuff where people had um like when you frame a picture you have um uh, we call it around it, around the picture. Not the mat. The mat, yeah. The mat, where they'll take just that and they'll get that signed by different drivers. And I've seen people take flags. And what I started to do, I started, I kind of stopped, was I created these uh, like two inch by two inch white squares. And what my plan was to have them sign the white square and then I would overlay it on a black piece of paper and make it look like a checkered flag. Yeah, okay. So I've got I've started that and I was gonna only do it of, of Hall of Famers. Um so it's, it's really cool yeah, to see um the different things people bring and get um signed. And I've seen the people get their arms signed and then they go and get it tattooed on. Um, right. It, 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 it's it's quite interesting. So everybody um you know, the big fan. But, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's a good um, release of your everyday type, type stuff. A little, oh, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. And it gives you a little bit of something to chase and collect and stuff. So uh, I know we covered a lot. Um, let's see, we are a couple of weeks away from the release of Victory Lane, correct? Is that June sometime, I think? We are, uh, let me check, still scheduled for June 14th, um, because we have it for sale on the website, Still City Collectibles. Um, we have it right now, $100 a box for pre-sale, two autographs, two memorabilia cards per box on average, and right now that is still the only thing that's been announced uh, for racing, so getting into, you know, into May and the national is one, two, two and a half months away. So uh, hopefully we can get you know another release of Prism or something uh, coming up here pretty soon. Yeah, I'm expecting a release at the national right there the week after. But and that's what happened last year. I think we talked about it where they re- they released the rest the schedule for the rest of the year too. So, but. Uh, I know we talked about it before the call, but I'll just go ahead and tell everybody now. We do have 
have a coupon code that everybody can use. Uh, the code will only be found here on the podcast. It's for <coughs> excuse me, it's for ten dollars off a hundred dollar purchase. Uh, and with Canini Victory Lane being a hundred dollar hundred dollars a box, you can use the coupon code for your pre-sale. Um, it's only for NASCAR racing cards, but it's good for any year. Uh, and it's for, uh, like I said, $10 off 100 The code is NASCAR10, uh, N-A-S-C-A-R, and then the number 10. doesn't matter if it's capitalized or not, um, uppercase, lowercase, whatever. It is NASCAR10 for $10 off $100 purchase. Man, that's that's awesome. So they're getting all this great information for free, and we're giving them saving them money. We're pretty much giving them ten dollars. We're pretty much giving them money to listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. You know, nobody. You know, all this great information for free. And again, I I appreciate everybody uh, listening. I appreciate everybody with the um, reviews, uh, five star reviews. And uh, if you like the show, please, please, please. Um, Give us a rating. Give us some feedback. Um, if there's something you want to know about, you can always um, uh, message me on Twitter. Um, love, I love answering NASCAR trading card questions. Uh, as I am doing this, I'm finding that more and more people don't know about NASCAR trading cards. I was on Twitter the other day, and the guy was talking about all these different years to collect um, vintage and stuff and, and so I asked him what about NASCAR trading cards and he didn't he admitted he didn't know nothing so um, that's why we're doing this we're um, so we can uh, save you $10 of a $100 order uh, at least at uh, Steel City and uh, all this great stuff here how to get autographs and like I said check out Jayski and um, check out Steel City Collectibles um, what am I missing Jim? Uh, actually, I think you did a pretty good job there. I mean, I, the only thing I would add is, you know, on the feedback part, I'm even willing to take some negative feedback. Is, you know, if it's something that we can fix or do better, or, uh, you know, if it's sound quality or information or, you know, um, sets that we're missing, like you were saying, you know, I, I'm willing to, to listen to anything. So don't don't hesitate uh, even if it's negative feedback, because then that means there's something that we can fix and make the show better. Yes, exactly. Um, again, we want, you know, we just want to be able to uh, give everybody the best show possible and give them the information that they want. Uh, again, you know, I'm hoping that we're going to start this uh, series with series with the older sets. So you definitely want to tune in next week from the 1972, the big blockbuster of the kind of. Uh, one of the highly collectible sets. So, but um, so we got the All Star Race on Saturday, and then um, I'll be busy the uh, next <laughs> next week here with uh, all the stuff around town. Like I said, I'm like, so excited um, this time of year. Uh, I just wish I had more uh, cards for the for some of these younger guys that don't have cards yet. So, but well, thank you, Jason. Thank you, everybody, Absolutely. for listening. Hope everybody has a, a great weekend. And uh, I don't know who uh, you have any kind of who you think might win the All Star race this year. I, hmm. I want to go Keselowski just because I'm going to stick to 
sixth of my guy being overlooked and you know i still don't have a driver picked yet so maybe after this weekend i'll i'll figure something out i just can't can't get settled on one but that's a that's a long conversation for another day i think it's going to be chase elliott so we'll uh and that reminds me we um we didn't have a winner last last week so um I guess we should, um, you know, do another uh, giveaway of that Chase Elliott um, patch card. And yeah, um, we absolutely can watch watch the uh, social media for that. Yep, and then um, I still have that Bill Elliott card autograph optic optic card. It's really nice. And so uh, we should probably do the same thing again this week. And, uh, you know, if you win the, the chase, if you use, uh, let us know about Dawsonville, we'll throw in the Bill Elliott autograph op- 2019 Donruss Optic card. So you get a double whammy there. So just remember Dawsonville. So we'll, uh, we'll leave it with that. Any final words? Uh, I have no final words. We'll just uh, – we'll – Tune in next week to see if either of us were correct in our predictions. Yes, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. All right, Jason. Everybody, thanks again for listening.